welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. On today's episode, I have with me my friend Tim Nielsen, and Tim used to be my camp director when I was a camp counselor. And if you'd listen to, uh, I think it's episode one, the first episode of this podcast, you've heard me talk about how transformative camp was in my life, especially as, as a counselor and how it's led to a lot of the things that I do now uh, with kids and families. Camp is a great way to get your kids connected with the outdoors. And with, you know, camps looking at more and more options for ways to engage families, there are certainly options for you to, you know, sort of have the camp experience with your kids as well. And so I thought it'd be really great to have Tim on to talk all things camp, uh, his history with camps, what you should look for in a camp, you know, what kids get out of it, and, and you know, what are some options uh, for joining your kids. So it's, it's a really great conversation. He runs a great program up in the Northeast, up in New England. So if that's your area of the country, you know, look him up and uh, consider sending your kids there. He does a really great job, and so does his staff. Now, before we start, just a couple of quick things. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing to it. And if at the end, you know, it really helped you, please give it a good review. It helps me out a ton. It helps get the word out about the podcast. Uh, And finally, if you don't get it already, sign up for our newsletter, Wilder Wednesdays. So every Wednesday, you'll receive information about uh, an outdoor situation to prepare for. You'll receive a skill that you can learn, an outdoor survival skill. Uh, Plus, you'll get some gear recommendations. And I always try to include an inspirational quote, too. Uh, But yeah, great information and inspiration to get you and your family into the outdoors. So if you want to receive our newsletter, go to www.wilderoutdooracademy.com slash newsletter. Again, that's wilderoutdooracademy.com slash newsletter. With that, let's start today's show. Hi, everyone. So today I have with me my friend and former camp director, Tim Nielsen, and he's going to talk to us today uh, about all things camp, especially his journey into the camp life, uh, but how you can help get your kids connected with the outdoors uh, and your family you know, more broadly uh, through camps. So Tim, thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. It's so exciting to be able to share what I'm passionate about with people who are looking for similar experiences. Yeah, so I know a little bit about your story and and where you are now, but Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role. Sure. So uh, I I grew up in a camping family. Uh, My parents uh, met at a summer camp when they were young, uh, later got married, directed camps, uh, and I grew up going to camp every summer. Uh, And uh, my my parents worked at a a university, and my, my mom was an outdoor rec professor, so she taught camping and uh, outdoor rec management and ropes courses and rock climbing and all these things. So you know, we were a very um, outdoor-oriented family, and certainly camping was, a, was the tool that we used for that. And uh, when I was old enough, I, I, I was able to get started working at camp, which was even more fun for me than actually being a camper. Uh, and uh, worked for a number of years in behind-the-scenes roles and uh, then became the director of a camp, uh, which I, I directed for about 30 years uh, and then transitioned to a new location about five years ago uh, where I'm now the executive director in New England. Right, and I, 
I was fortunate enough to have uh, the benefit of you as my camp director. And that was, you know, Tim, Tim is very humble, but he, he very much has a legacy that he left with, with this camp. So Tim, can you tell us a little bit about Camp Sandy Cove? Sure. Uh, that camp started in 1950. Uh, and, you know, my family, uh, uh, joined into that experience in about the mid fifties. Uh, I came along a little later, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, one week programs where kids could come to camp for a week at a time, they could sign up for two or three or four if they wanted to. Uh, and even some of them would stay all summer, uh, campers that came from around the country and around the world, uh, for, you know, wonderful outdoor experiences. Uh, and, and we, we're located in, and actually and operated the camp in three different places uh, over our history. And, and the, where you worked with us, it was our last location in West Virginia, uh, about an hour and a half out of the uh, D.C. area, which put us in a, in a you know, good population hub of people looking for experiences for their kids. And we, we, built, we built our programs based around the, the natural resources that we had, uh, looking to... Uh, you use you know hiking trails and rafting trips and uh, open water and the things that we had at camp like basketball courts and archery ranges and all of those things and and then always expanding uh, ideas and gathering new um, new tools in our outdoor uh, our outdoor skills bucket you know things that we could add to the camp experience and then of course as a Christian camp we used all of these skills and uh, all these tools I should say. Uh, to help further the mission of helping our campers grow in their relationship with Christ and with each other. Uh, so a part of our experience, of course, was Bible study and uh, worship times as well, uh, but a lot of, of great relational experiences in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I was at Camp Sandy Cove the first summer at the new property in West Virginia. So we got to, uh, you know, troubleshoot a lot of a lot of the property, you know, talking about using the natural resources around you. And I remember, oh my gosh, uh, trying to set a canoe course once, and we we hadn't mapped the full course, but we knew the course from the previous week was too short, and we accidentally wound up going through some rapids, which was you know very safe, uh, but definitely added some adventure that we we didn't expect. And I think, you know, Tim, as I think back to that time like it it hooked me into things that i i've done throughout my whole life now you know i i still teach kids the first or, or sorry the first lesson of firecraft that i teach kids anytime i'm teaching outdoor skills to anyone whether it's informal or formal is the fire lay i learned from ian dunder at camp sandy cove um and it's it has that kind of deep impact, and I think Tim, you you mentioned something about how camp, working at camp, was fun to you, or sort of got you in a way that going to camp, or maybe was a level above going to camp as a camper. What was it about working at camp that really got you? Well, I think it's that opportunity um, to to open new experiences to people. Uh, I think is is really also what you're talking about too the the idea of introducing the uh, suburban camper or urban camper uh, to a wilderness experience to um, a, a new activity a new program uh, 
to the idea of living in a cabin with 12 other campers and two staff members and sharing, you know, sharing a bathroom. Uh, you know, all of these experiences could be new to somebody. And, you know, those of us who've kind of embraced the life of the camp experience go, this is, this is great and you're going to love it. And you have that challenge of, of getting them there sometimes, getting them past being a little bit homesick or a little out of their comfort zone. And then, and then having them embrace something new. I mean, I, I remember uh, building a fire with a, a camper as well a couple of years ago who uh, said, well, where's the, the, the lighter? And I said, well, we're going to use matches. Oh, I've never lit a match before. You know, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. You know, uh, you know I, those of us who have lived this world, we, we do this often. We're building fires. But this camper said, no, I've never, never lit a match before. I've never built a fire. I've never done that. And... Those are some of my favorite words because you go, oh, great! Here come some new experiences. Um, and we, you know, expanded on that over the years at, at that camp. You know, adding outdoor rock climbing experiences. We had a, a circus and trapeze program, a horseback riding program, and a lot of those things would have been first time experiences for some of our campers. Um, and I think that's that's just beautiful to kind of broaden their palette of experience. Sometimes they get hooked on one of those things and say, I never even knew this existed and now this is what I'm really passionate about. And speaking of the trapeze, I mean, I can think of two or three of our kids who went on and actually worked trapeze programs and one who is traveling the world right now uh, as a circus performer. Wow. Wow. And so, I mean, I I think, right, I, I can speak to the fact that camp transformed my life as a, you know, as, as an employee basically, but as a a leader. Um, but I think what you just hit on is really, you know, why people send their kids to camp. So what do you see as some of the main benefits for kids going to camp? Oh, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think we can look at it in a variety of different ways, but I think the, the COVID experience, uh, has really alerted our, our, world to the need for social experiences, relational experiences, and, you know, coming out of COVID and and getting kids back into residential camping uh, settings uh, has been, it's been something that the parents were really excited about. They, they just need to be around a lot of kids again. Uh, And, you know, that we're a few years out of that, they're still, we're still reaping the, the impact of that isolation that we felt where, uh, it, it's altered some of our social skills. It's altered some of our engagement abilities. And so to be able to be in a residential setting for a week or two weeks or even more, you put aside your cell phone, you put aside your electronic devices, and you actually engage the person that's right in front of you. Uh, you work through any, um, you know, any situations that weren't perfect, you know, and, and figure out how to have conflict management and you figure out how to work together as a team and communicate. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and that's, that's all just a natural out, uh, you know, output of this experience of, of putting people in close proximity, uh, and allowing them to build relationship. I think on top of that is the programmed experiences, uh, where you say, here, here are our activity choices, Pick the thing that you want to learn how to do or the things that you want to learn how to do while you're here at camp. And, you know, there are some campers that'll 
gravitate toward the the, the familiar, uh, and we'll we'll push them to say, well, have you ever tried this? This might be something new that you might enjoy, and you know, encourage them to learn how to sail or uh, water ski or ride a horse or some of those things. And uh, you know, at the end of that experience, they they might have found a new passion, and if mm-hmm. if nothing else, they've tried something new, uh, and. So uh, I, I think there's a, a great deal of, of experience, that, you know, positive experiences that can happen in, in that process. Uh, the camp I'm with currently now, uh, which is uh, Camp Brookwoods in Deer Run in New Hampshire and Moose River Outpost in Maine, uh, also has an extensive wilderness trip program. So every, every camper in their cabin group goes on a trip while they're at camp. Uh, the younger kids do a day trip and an overnight on property and the older kids will will do a, a hike and a, a camp out somewhere uh, in the White Mountains area or in, in nor- North Woods of Maine, and then the older they get, the longer their trips are. Uh, so uh, the older kids are doing, you know, some of the older kids are doing five day or or even uh, eight day trips uh, into the wilderness, and these are definitely taking kids out of their comfort zone and uh, pushing them into. Uh, relying on their relationships with each other in a, in a healthy and positive way and, and building those skills. Uh, and uh, at the end, they, they come out going, that was really hard, but I'm, I'm so glad I did it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, <laughs> as, I, as I hear you say, eight days, for me, I think that's awesome. But I go back to your, your comment about how there are a lot of kids who show up at camp, you know, who've never even built a fire. And so I, the more I do in outdoor ed, the more I interact with parents who a lot of times are afraid for their kid's safety just for lack of knowledge. And so I think a lot of folks would hear, send my kid into the woods, like into the wilderness of Maine for eight days. Uh, they're going to die. Right. And obviously that's, that's not true, but, um, you know, speak to that a little bit, speak a little bit to the fear of, of what might happen when your kids go away into, you know, what seems like a dangerous place. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, and I think we all recognize that, you know, a couple generations ago, no one had fences around their yards and all the kids played together up and down the street, uh, you know, till it was dark and then they all went home. And, And then we became a little bit more cautious about the world around us and, We've kept our kids closer and closer and maybe eliminated some of that adventure uh, in the process with the intent of keeping our, our children safe. And I, I, you know, I, I think we, we need to be able to do both. And so as we introduce experiences like wilderness trips, of course, we're going to do that with people who are properly trained uh, with the equipment that is appropriate for the experience with the health care that's appropriate for any experience that might come up on that, that trip, uh, with an exit plan, uh, with an emergency uh, procedures in place, uh, so that we can experience adventure, but safely, and, uh, and, and be ready for inclement weather and animals and uh, all of the things that come along with, with going into the woods. You know, as I said, many of our kids start at camp when they're younger and they're, they're, they're getting a little sample of that adventure experience with a day hike and an overnight on the camp property. 
as they grow into those other camp experiences, I think our trust level with the parents grows as well uh, and with the camper. Uh, and I, I, I would be lying to you if I said that every one of them was excited to go out on a multi-day hike, uh, especially if it's raining. You know, they might go, oh, mm-hmm. are we still going? You know, but I can also tell you at the end of their session, when they talk about their experience at camp, they look back at that challenging experience and reflect on the impact that it had on them and the stories that they'll tell from that challenging experience. Uh, maybe they get a little bit bigger with time, uh, but they're usually the things they cling to. And sometimes the kids who are in our older part of our camp experience and our leadership programs, they're turning around and, and taking those stories and, those, uh, and the impacts of those experiences and using them on their college entrance essays uh, yeah, on our, you know, this last summer I was on a nine day canoe trip in the north woods of Maine. And then I, you know, hiked this mountain range and, uh, you know, then we did an open water swim. And, you know, so, the, you know, they're, they're looking at these experiences and realizing these are unique and these are something that maybe I can brag about a little bit uh, in appropriate way to say, uh I'm an adventurous person who's ready to try new things. I think that's exciting for them. And, and also, I think the college, colleges see that and go, wow, these kids are involved in some really neat things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think, you know, you hit on something that I noticed right away about camps, which is the, the longevity of, you know, people's relationships with camp. So you said, you know, we, we gain more and more trust as we have more and more years with these kids. Um, you know, and certainly there, there are kids that show up, you know, where their first year is, is the, you know, the long hike, but, but speak a little bit about this, like lifelong relationship with camp, right? Cause there are so many folks who, you know, they start as campers when they're seven and they end as, you know, counselors when they're in their thirties. Well, I, I would actually say that there's there's a bit of a longer life cycle uh, for the for the camper. Uh, they might come as a camper at seven, go through uh, you know their years as a camper into leadership programs, into a staff position, and then we might not see them for a little while longer, and then they might pop up with their own kids, bringing them back to camp, uh, or they might uh, pop on our radar as a as a donor who says, man, I really believe in what you're doing and you're a nonprofit and I want to help you continue doing this. Uh, so th- there's a bit of a cycle that we see. And, you know, as you're into um, camps in this country that are some of the, which are well over 100 years old, uh, you're seeing generations of people from families that say, this is our camp. This is where we sent our kids, our grandkids. Uh, and, you know, this is an experience that we all value. And while there's a there's an important need to continue to update all of the uh, aspects uh, of a camp location, there's also some great value in in tradition and um, keeping it simple, so that the the grandfather that's dropping the grandkids off for camp says, Man, "This cabin looks just like it did when I was a camper," and that's amazing, right? Like you're gonna mm-hmm. have a great time at camp, stripping away all the uh, the modern comforts and just being in great relationship with people and enjoying this experience. So I I think we, we have an opportunity to build relationships uh, sometimes with people who 
uh, so new, new aspects of families that have been a part of the camp for a long time. But every year I'll get calls from people that say, I, I never went to camp and my kids are asking about going to camp and you know, the neighbor told us about your location. And you know, that's, that's obviously a, a great selling point is when somebody else can say, we've had a great experience at this camp location and we think your kids will too. Um, but then they ask a lot of questions, and I think they should ask a lot of questions. Uh, you know, there, there are thousands of camps in this country, and I think uh, it's important to ask about the staff and the safety. And, uh, you know, my children have special, uh, you know, dietary restrictions, and how do you handle that? And what does your medical team look like? And, you know, try to get a picture of what's the level of care that my child will have uh, at your camp. And that begins to build that trust. I think a tour of the camp always helps with that. Um, and, you know, the counselor has to make a good impression. And, you know, all of, all of those things play into this whole experience. Uh, and then ensuring that their child has a great time at camp. And, uh, you know, there are times that there are kids that are homesick. Uh, you know, and, and that's fair. That's real. We, you know, we, we have to help them adjust to something that's new and different. Uh, and personally, I love that experience, uh, and, you know, love working through that with them and helping them see, uh, you know, what's, what's, what lies ahead of you if you embrace this experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really good preparation for their next steps in life. Cause just a few years down the line, these kids are heading off somewhere to go to college or, uh, you know, starting in the working world and you, you go, let's, let's, let's start helping them understand how to live in a community and build relationships outside of their home and some of those things. So I got a tangent there, Rob, but I think uh, we're, 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 we're getting to the fact that it's, um, it is very much about building healthy relationships with the camper, the parents, uh, and, and everyone involved. And it's, it's a, the camping life has, there's two, there's two clients, right? The, the parent pays for it, but the camper has to enjoy it. Uh, in order to them to really want to come back. So uh, we, we want to make sure that they're both happy. Yeah. All right. So, you know, parents obviously have a lot of concerns, but like I remember my days as a camp counselor, like if you had a third client and it was, you know, the staff that need to show up, <laughs> um, I was always very satisfied because it was a blast. So what, like, what is a typical day at camp? look like for a kid? Sure. So, so this would be at an overnight camp. And I mean, I think there are certainly, there's certainly a lot of varieties of the camp experience. And, uh, you know, there, there's the, the, the full day camp experience. There's partial day camp experiences. Uh, most of my, uh, my life I've been in overnight camping where the, the parents drop the kids off at the beginning of a session uh, and take the cell phone home with them and say, okay, Talk to your staff, talk to the staff if you need any help. You know, we'll see you in a week or two weeks. Or in our, in our camp program now, we do two-week and four-week programs. So we'll have campers that will be with us for a whole month. And the campers uh, in, in that experience um, are, will be housed with people that are, you know, other kids that are their age uh, and two staff members in the cabin. And, uh, you know, so you have a cabin of 10-year-old boys and two staff uh, supervising them. Uh, and... The, the counselor's the guide. You know, they're going to help them through this experience. They're going to help them build relationships with each other. 
They're going to help them understand where they need to be for their activities and programming and all those things. Uh, they're going to monitor their their health and their emotional health. Uh, you know, and um, sometimes we don't like to, you know, as a as a child, we don't like to say I'm unhappy. You know, so we just kind of put a face on and just kind of go through life. But we've we've put some tools in place. Uh, you know, to to ask some of those questions to find out, are you really enjoying this experience? And is there anything we can do to make it better? Right. And, uh, we ask those questions early on, uh, not at the end of the session, you know, I mean, we ask them at the end of the session as well, but we want to, we want to correct things along the way. And so if a camper is unhappy, we want to be able to fix that. But the campers get to choose their activities that they're a part of. So uh, here at our camp, there's about 50 activity choices and they, choose three uh, for their first week of camp and they choose three different ones for their next week of camp and uh, build their their daily schedule around those activities. So if they're really passionate about water sports, they could choose, you know, three different water sports activities and be down at the lake the whole day uh, or mix it up and do a sport, you know, like I'm going to do soccer and I'm going to do water skiing and I'm going to do archery and, you know, and I've heard kids build their schedule and go, I've got these two really intensely physical activities and then I'm going to do a craft just so that I have a bit of chill time. Uh, those are the ones who really have thought through their day and tried to figure it out. So, uh, And those those activities are laced in and out of a schedule that allows for free swim time <coughs> at the lake or at a camp that has a pool, they might do that. There's always a, a rest hour block where you kind of go back to your cabin and just just take a little downtime. Maybe write a letter home. Uh, let's be honest with you. The girls will write a letter home. Uh, the boys will if they're forced, and it'll be very short. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and but it's also just a little time to connect with the counselor and, and relax a little bit. Uh, and then for for our camps and and, and many camps that would have a, a a ministry component, there's a, a chapel time or a cabin Bible study time as a part of our daily schedule. Um, and, um, you know, other camps would, would fill that with other, other experiences and, you know, and mealtimes, mealtimes are a huge part of the camp experience. You sit around the table, uh, you're laughing, you're talking, you're sharing food, uh, and you know, you take that time to really build relationships. Uh, we, we sit always with our cabin groups. And so it's really continuing to build that cabin group, uh, and their cohesion, uh, during that that time, so that's a kind of a rough overview of the the camp experience, and I think that certainly there are lots of different versions of that. Um, but fill their day with as much outdoor activity as possible, uh, and you know we 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 are outside for chapel, we're outside for most of our activities, uh, and you know outside for rain or shine. You know, I mean, if if, if unless there's lightning, we're out there, um, and. You know, some seasons you get a little bit more rain than others, but it doesn't stop you. Right. Yeah, I remember the meals. I So, I, you know, I worked as a public school teacher for a long time, and I remember, you know, lunchtime was, was serious time. Like, the kids couldn't talk too loud, and they had to be in line. And, and I remember kids would, like, do stuff that they weren't allowed to do in the school lunchtime. And I would think, you know, that would be awesome. And I really want to tell you to do that, but my job says I can't. And the thing I loved about camp is like, it was your job to do all that stuff, right? Like, 
like camp meals are filled with songs and chants and historical awesomeness. And then, you know, you break that for a skit and then that moves into your activity. And like, it's just, it's just a free flow of fun, you know, and that's not to say that every kid has fun. Um, because like you said, kids get homesick or maybe they, they pick the wrong activity, but yeah, it was just, that's the word I have is it was so much fun and all the while building skills, building competence, building character, you know, in our case, hopefully growing in faith. And so that was, that really stood out to me as, as just a blast for the camper and the counselors, you know? So as I've become an more of an adult, and, you know, now, now that I've got kids and friends with kids, we, we hear a lot of camp stories, uh, from the kids now, which is kind of fun, uh, of our friends. And, and while I've not heard any horror stories from any campers, I have definitely heard stories that have made me think that's a better camp than this camp. And so like, as a parent, what should I be looking for? Like if, if I'm thinking about sending my kid to camp, I'm a little nervous. I don't know where to start. Walk me through what I should do and what questions I should ask and what I should look for. Oh, sure. Well, I, before I do that, I will say this too. Uh, oh, if your child comes home from camp with wild stories, give the camp at least a little bit of a benefit of a doubt and give them a call and, and find out, hey, this is what my child's told me. Uh, it's just what actually happened, uh, because sometimes the the story gets a little mixed up in translation. Um, but uh, but it, uh, coming back to your question, what should you look for? Uh, so there's something like twelve thousand camps in this country, and uh, some of them, as I said, are are, are day camps and overnight camps. Uh, some are, are radically specific. You know, if you really want to uh, focus on your child's soccer skills. Uh, you can find uh, a soccer program specifically for them that is a day camp experience where they go and they focus on those skills. If you, you know, want art or drama or STEM programs or, you know, they exist everywhere. You know, I was talking to a camp director the other day that in a huge part of their program is Legos. And, you know, so it's, it's an mm-hmm. educational-based, building-oriented program. If you want a traditional outdoor uh, experience camp, uh, you can find those as well. Uh, but, but a lot of these camps have selected to become a part of the American Camp Association and gone through an accreditation process uh, through the American Camp Association, which is, is a voluntary process. Uh, and about a third of the camps in the nation, or maybe a quarter, uh, have gone through accreditation. And this allows peers to evaluate your camp experience uh, based on about 250 different uh, standards that would operate within the camp setting. And I think it's a great place to start, to ask, is the, you know, the camp that you're looking at, are you accredited? There are so, also are some states that have mandatory accreditation programs. Uh, I know Maryland and Michigan and a few others. Uh, so these states are functioning, uh, they're operating their camps on a higher level uh, in some sense because they're requiring all of their camps to function at a, a specific level. But I think I would, wouldn't stop there. I would, I would ask about the staff, uh, find out who's in charge, who, what their experience is uh, in leadership and in camping and uh, find out about their medical team that they might have. Uh, it, they, they might have on-site 
doctors and phys- and nurses they might have on call uh, people you know find out what they do in case of emergencies uh, and f- and find out where they ha- where they get their counselors from uh, and the age range of the staff that are working with the kids and uh, you know ask yourself is that a would I hire a babysitter that's that old uh, would I uh, you know, would I be comfortable with that person, uh, these people, uh, based on their experiences, you know, leading and guiding and caring for my child uh, for a week or, or more? And I think, you know, you can ask all those questions and, and, and get a good sense of, of who's working in the camp. The, the people make the experience. Uh, and you can, uh, I've often said with the right staff, you could probably run a, a great camp at Costco. Uh, and you know, you have just about everything you need, uh, and you get a bunch of people in there who are in- incredibly engaging, attentive to the n- needs of the kids, and at the end, of the end of the week, the kids are like, this is the best week of my life. Now, they probably didn't see the sunshine the whole time, but, you know, uh, they had a great time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, running all over the place. But, uh, you know, find out, find out who's, who's going to be working with the kids. That's really important. And also what levels of training uh, people have for certain activities that might be considered higher risk yeah, activities that include any safety equipment access to the water target sports animals use of fire you know some of these things that uh, would be considered specialized activities in camps who's operating those activities what is their training uh, in that area I mean, there's certifications for just about all of those things that are available uh, or some who have great documented experience in those fields so make sure that they're running safe activities. But take a tour. Take a tour of the camp. Set up a, set up a visit. Um, meet the staff or at least the leadership of the camp. Uh, look at the facilities. Is it well cared for? Uh, and, you know, is it a, a natural setting that you think your kids would enjoy? Um, you know, take the kids along. Let them ask some questions, too. Uh, they come up with some good ones. And, uh, and begin to build that relationship. Uh, because what, what essentially you're saying to a camp is uh, we're going to send our kids to you to help continue their growth and development. And we hope that your philosophies about what that looks like uh, are in line with what we want as a family. Uh, and uh, that's, I, I think, a great way to kind of, again, to build that relationship and, and look to others that can really continue to help your kids grow. Mm-hmm. And I should, this is just a personal plug. If you are thinking of sending your kids to any camp and you want someone that aligns with your family values or will take good care of your kids, guys, Tim Nielsen and his team, I would trust them with my life. Like they are fantastic. So um, just a personal plug for you, Tim. If if anyone wants to to connect with Tim and his resources, like they're they're absolutely wonderful. Um, and so Tim, you know, you, 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 mention an, an interesting thing that I think about a lot, right? Which is, is the idea that camp in a lot of ways is trusting your kids to someone else. But I think there are a lot of folks who would love to go with their kids to, to learn these, to learn skills, to have experiences, um, you know, to do a lot of the things they do at camp, maybe for themselves, but maybe, you know, as a, as a, a journey together with their kids. Absolutely. So what options are there for folks who want that? Yeah, I think that that experience can bridge the gap, too, of helping the, the child become comfortable with the camp experience and maybe even helping the parent become comfortable with the camp. 
so I think there are um, a, a number of experiences that uh, families could experience together. Family camps or parent-child events, mother-daughter weekends, father-son weekends, father-daughter weekends, mother-son weekends, you know, any, any combination of that. Uh, and if you're, the camp that you're looking at is, is offering an experience like that prior to the summer season and prior to when you might send your child, that's a great way to get to know the camp. Uh, we do a number of events for alumni and we've done a number of family events. And often afterwards, uh, there are some new registrations for summer campers who say, all right, now I, now I know you guys and I trust you and I feel like this is my camp. And so uh, I think those are great experiences to look for. And so, sometimes they're work weekends. Uh, we just hosted a father-son work weekend uh, where you could come to camp and, and just... Uh, you know, leaf blow the trails and uh, help put away some program equipment at the end of the season and uh, some of those other things. And, you know, while they're coming to work, they also get to play a little bit. They get to build relationships and they come away going, this is a place I can get behind. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So how can folks find, um, you know, opportunities like that outside of the traditional summer camp? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a couple tools that are really helpful. And I mentioned the American Camp Association, uh, and you can actually go to their website. Uh, I believe it's uh, acacamps.org, and uh, go right from their website, you can search for a camp. You can search for a camp in your area. You can put on different criteria. You can look for parent-child events. Uh, you can look for day camps, whatever it is that you want to search for, and pull up some options uh, of accredited camps that match that description. Uh, and likewise, you can go to the Christian Camps and Conference Association website, uh, ccca.org, and find a camp if you're looking specifically for a Christian camp, uh, and about um, probably 1,100, 1,200 camps on that site as well, uh, and identify the type of program that you're looking for, uh, and, and it'll narrow it down and show you what options you have. You could also find a camp job that way, too, in either one of those locations if you're looking for uh, full-time or seasonal work at camp. Mm-hmm. And so, Tim, if someone, you know, maybe they're in the Northeast or they want their kids to go to the Northeast, you said it at the beginning, but if someone wants to entrust their kids to you and your team, where should they go to look for opportunities? Yeah, so if, if they're interested in looking at us, they uh, they would go to... Um, uh, Camp Brookwoods uh, in New Hampshire or Camp Deer Run in New Hampshire uh, or Moose River Outpost uh, in Jackman, Maine. And just a, a, a quick a little uh, blurb about who we are, but we uh, Camp Brookwoods and Deer Run uh, exist on one 450-acre property in Alton, New Hampshire, uh, right on Lake Winnipesaukee. Uh, and we also run year-round retreats on this facility. Uh, It is a boys and a girls camp. Our activity program is co-ed. We are all in the dining room at the same time, but the evening programs, uh, the girls do programs together generally, and the boys do programs uh, separately. Uh, So opportunities uh, for both, you know, male and female campers to be at camp any week of the summer. And then in Jackman, Maine, which is right on the edge of the United States up there uh, by the Canadian border, uh, we have a teen camp called Moose River Outpost. 
that sits on 7,000 acres of the main north woods uh, with a 250-acre lake, uh, trails all throughout the property, uh, and an amazing program for teen campers uh, who are, are looking for that experience that's a little bit more uh, in more of a rugged location, but with really, really nice cabins and accommodations and all, all, you know, all of the, the property there. Uh, it's, an, it's an incredibly gorgeous place and a great opportunity uh, for kids to really experience something really different. That's awesome, Tim. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today. And uh, yeah, I'll put links to anything you mentioned in the show notes. So thanks again, Tim. Oh, well, thank you. It's been, it's been great. And I, I, hope that, uh, I hope that you know some of your listeners are looking for the camp experience and, and that these tools have been helpful to them and uh, you know, some of these resources get to know people that are in this, that are, that are going to take care of your kids. That becomes really important, doesn't it? And, um, you know, but and see the experiences they have to offer. There's some great, great camps out there. 